Hey everyone, Anil from Live, Breathe, Believe. Glad to be back. Looking to share a story with you to self-reflect, hoping that it both inspires and motivates you. Today's topic, um, I've, I've named it from toxic to context. It's, it's a session where I'm a bit mixed about. I'm excited, but I'm also nervous. The reason I'm excited is because I'm going to share some exciting things that I've learned in the last five to six years, but at the same time, I'm nervous because I'll be sharing some potentially intimate details, some, some personal details that you know not, not everyone wants to hear, may want to, be, to, to hear from myself or, or to hear from anyone, but I think it's important because in the absence of the context, that's right, that's the key term, uh, I think it'll be difficult for folks to really understand and potentially relate to, to today's topic. Um, so let me give you a bit more uh, around my 35th year on the planet. Um, between 2014 and 2015, it was, a, it was a pivotal year for me. And when I reflect on that year, a lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts come rushing back to me. Um, and in, in all fairness, I experienced a relationship that was more toxic than nurturing. Now, the word toxic is an odd word. For some, maybe not for others, but when describing a relationship, it's almost describing a relationship as gross, and you think, why would I use that term? I'll, I'll come to that in a moment, but that is truly how I describe that relationship. Now, a couple things up front. I kind of almost want to separate this into two parts. The first thing is sharing with you my thoughts and my experiences in the relationship, and then the second part about my coaching and my experience with coaching and that being a, a a starting point for me. So first, let me talk to you about my relationships. Uh, I've not been successful in personal relationships when it comes to a girlfriend. I have had great friendships. Um, I've had a, I have a strong relationship with my family, with my sister, with my cousins and family in India, with my mom. But when it came to a partner, I, 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 I struggled. And so when you think about relationships that you have, Obviously, it, it's not necessarily just personal. It can also extend into professional. So you could have a toxic relationship uh, at home, but you can also have a toxic relationship at work. So I'm hoping that you can find a way to relate to this. But when it comes to coaching, I firmly believe in coaching. More importantly is the rapport and the relationship that you forge with your coach, someone that listens to you and looks out for you, and they challenge you and with the intent that by unlocking potential within you, that not only helps you, but it also helps your family and your friends and your peers around you. So what does that mean in terms of that relationship for me in 2015 and its link to coaching and context? Well, let's get into that now. So I've had a mix of relationships leading up to 2015. Um, I've had short-term relationships, let's say a couple weeks, a couple months, but this relationship uh, with this particular uh, partner uh, was my longest at that time. It lasted around six to nine months. So let me tell you a bit more about it. Before I do, again, a bit of context, I don't want this to be a character assassination. So I'm, I'm also treading a fine line and sharing details of the relationship and some of my experiences, but it's not to say, you know, she or I were bad people. We were clearly lost and we clearly, despite being in our 30s, clearly not ready for a mature relationship with one another 
or potentially for that matter, another person. So if anything that came out of this that's positive, it's that realization and again, that journey that I took with a coach to kind of find my way to where I am now. So the partner, the girlfriend, um, we met in October 2014. Uh, funny enough, she lived in London, I lived in Amsterdam, and we met on Tinder, a fun little dating app that some of you may be familiar with. We connected on Tinder and we then shifted to WhatsApp. We had several WhatsApp chats and in a funny way, despite being apart and not having met, we managed to find a way to complete each other's thoughts and jokes. And that continued for a couple months until January when we actually got on the phone for the first time when I was traveling to the Dominican Republic with a really close friend of mine. Um, we at that point started talking a couple hours a day, night, and we decided let's meet which we finally did at the end of January. And let's just say that our first date was incredibly romantic, but then that night and the subsequent few days were quite quite passionate, but also quite, uh, well, let's just say not healthy. But at the same time, we thought, okay, that's just the ups and downs that you experience when you enter and start a relationship. Maybe this would be our quote-unquote honeymoon phase. Well, let's just say it wasn't. I wasn't at my best, and I found that I wanted drama and I wanted that drama to fuel passion between the two of us. I can already acknowledge that comments that I would make to her, that she would then respond back to me, it wasn't healthy. And we broke up after six weeks. I, I told her, hey, I kind of need to figure myself out. And until I do, it's going to be difficult for me to be in a relationship with you. Now, clearly that sounds like a cop-out. And it probably was at that time. But she actually wanted to stay by my side and work through these challenges, these issues that I had in relationships alongside me. I said, okay, what's the worst that could happen? I then continued to date her. And let's just say the second time we broke up was another six weeks later over a silly argument. Uh, again, you know, you think that you'd have a mature relationship with someone when you're at that age, you're living apart, you'd find ways to make things work. But no, we found actually more ways to argue. Uh, and we found more ways to to actually almost get each other's get under each other's skin. We thought that was healthy. Again, it wasn't. But we got back together, and shortly after my 35th birthday, I I, I didn't feel any excitement or passion towards her. Uh, in fact, uh, I didn't even speak to her for more than a few minutes on my birthday. And my sister was visiting at that time, and she saw that, and she said, "I don't think that's really healthy. I don't think that's really good for you and the type of relationship that you want to have." And I agreed with her. And it was at that point my sister mentioned, maybe it's important for me to consider speaking to someone, a therapist or a coach. Now I thought, whoa, a therapist? No, that, that doesn't sound right. There's nothing wrong with me. Okay, I might need to speak to someone that can coach me, but I don't need to speak to someone that needs to quote unquote fix me. We'll come back to that as well. Um, now, all I can say is after my birthday, we... We were being stupid. We were continuing to be stubborn. I think we were trying to prove something to ourselves and each other, but it just, yeah, it didn't work. So all I can say is the third and final time when we broke up, you could say that was the straw that broke the horse's back. I still remember the day. I was at work and I was getting messages from her nonstop. And what was I doing? I was responding and fueling it. I was at a team offsite. The last thing I should have been doing was focusing on that conversation. And I was. And I got home and I immediately said to her, we need to break up. This is toxic. She cried. I, I was angry. 
I was like, why are you crying? This is actually not, this is actually the best thing we could possibly do for ourselves. Nonetheless, I found out two days later while on holiday for a friend's wedding that she was pregnant. Now, between the time that we last had sex and the time that she told me that she was pregnant, I found it hard to believe, but I still believed it. I cried. I rang up my sister and I owned up to it. And my sister said, no matter what happens, you will stand by, the, by her side, you will stand by that child's side, and you will make sure that you are there to support and provide as needed. You may not need to be in that relationship with her, but you need to be a father to that child. For those that know me, two weeks later, she did have an abortion. I was relieved because for me, this is not the relationship that I wanted to raise a child. And I'm grateful that this child is not here with us. And there are times I have doubts if she truly was pregnant. And I know it's a bit crazy for me to share this, but it's the truth. This is where now that coach comes into play. As I mentioned in May, my sister said I need to speak to somebody. And I thought, okay, I'm happy to speak to a coach. So she got me in touch with someone. Now again, why a coach? Well, I wasn't seeking therapy. I thought rather have an opportunity to understand where I'm coming from rather than someone who's going to quote unquote try to fix me, go clinical on me. Um, and I think that where I, I needed to understand where I was going wrong to understand if it was tendencies as a man or effects from my childhood or something. I just needed to figure it out. And I thought that a coach would actually help unlock what was within me that I just needed to see right in front of me. So there were a couple of areas that he and I delved into. The first was around my parents. He really wanted me to understand my relationship with my mom. Did I appreciate her and what she offered? Well, let's just say my relationship with my mom was quite tumultuous. And in reflecting the other day, I realized that I'm 40 years old now. I only had nine years under the same roof as my mom my entire life, from age zero to age nine. After I moved to India and I returned, I haven't really lived under my mom's roof or under the same roof as her. So, yeah, I was detached from her. Now, I absolutely love her, and I try and find ways to bond with her. But I felt that, yeah, that was clearly something that triggered within me uh, an inability to form a healthy relationship with the woman. The second thing we talked about was my tendency to have disempowering thoughts uh, in liking drama and thinking that I needed drama in order to fuel me, in order to fuel passion. Uh, you know, in reading um, the, the, the Art of Happiness by the Dalai Lama, he actually talks about this. And he says, you know, people that try to form a relationship uh, around passion is like forming a relationship on ice. Once the ice melts, you know, the, the, the foundation's gone. So whatever you build upon it will immediately fall apart. And that was me, someone who's finding ways or excuses not to be in a relationship, finding flaws, finding issues, whether it was with me or with my partner. The other thing, the third thing that we talked about was chemistry versus emotional connection. 
for me, it's super important that the mind, the body, and the emotions all connect with your partner. With with this partner, it wasn't. And with past partners, it wasn't. I always found that, or at least I found a reason why one didn't connect. And that was my excuse why I shouldn't be in a relationship. Hey, it is important that you have a clear mind-body connection with your partner, but it may not happen at the same time. It may happen in, in phases. But I realized that I was constantly finding ways to, if anything, physically disconnect or emotionally disconnect if things weren't going the way that I wanted them to. The fourth thing we discussed was, can I be certain with uncertainty? Can I be comfortable being uncomfortable? Well, it's a bit of a funny one because that means that I'm trying to find a way to link my sentiment, how I feel, with the circumstance, the situation around me. And most people don't like being uh, comfortable being uncomfortable. If anything, the fight or flight mechanism kicks in and either we fight or we, we run away. And that was my circumstance. That was actually what I would do. I would end up fighting or I would end up running away. I would not stand still and just be in the moment, breathe, listen, understand, and try to make conversation and try to make things work in a healthy way, in a productive way. Now, this relationship with my partner in 2015 was long distance. So I kind of find a way, I found a way to make myself unavailable. But the fifth part, and this is how it all came together, was that power of context. As we went through each of these learnings, he then shared a paragraph with me. Well, it was more of a series of sentences and words that made absolutely no sense. And then the next day he told me the word. One word that made that entire paragraph make sense. It blew my mind. So for those of you that are curious what that is, drop me a message and I'll forward you that email. And then after you've had a chance to read it, I'll forward you that one word. But this is the power of context. It's, it, it allows you to understand where someone's coming from, what someone feels, what, what, what's driving someone, what, what's, what's almost pushing them to act and behave in a certain way, or it, it, gives, it gives you a bit of perspective. So for me, having that understanding of context was incredibly powerful. It sounds silly to think that I learned about context at the age of 35, but it's the truth. He really, my coach really did push me to say, right, think about it. The next time you undertake a conversation with your partner or with a peer or with your family or with a friend, just ask them for context. Pause, breathe, think about it for a moment and then decide how you want to respond. Don't react. Again, incredibly powerful. So what did I learn as a result? I learned three things. First, there are there, there is a link between three words, and my sister actually shared this with me uh, when I was sitting on a canal one day kind of sharing some of these conversations with my coach. She said to me, Anil, you need to factor in that there's your actions, your thoughts, and your intentions. And if they're disconnected, or if even one of them is disconnected, you're not going to truly have genuine motivation behind what you do or what you say. And let's be honest with ourselves. Words are quite powerful. If I say something to my partner, it's going to amplify. It's either hopefully going to amplify something good, but it can also amplify something bad. I need to make sure that I've got a clear understanding around my actions, thoughts, and intentions to ensure that my motivation is genuine and therefore I can actually embrace my partner with trust and truth and respect.
The second thing I learned, and it's going to sound obvious, but I think some of us kind of almost oversee this. Don't be in a relationship to prove something. You know, it's not like you have to prove that you're not broken. It's not like you have to prove that, you know, your parents didn't mess you up. It's not to prove that you're incapable while your other friends are capable. It's a matter of knowing that you are in the relationship for the right reasons because it's effortless. It's beautiful. It actually adds to your life rather than takes away. The third thing is that authenticity drives and powers relationships. It's all about integrity. What my coach taught me through understanding my relationships, my disempowering thoughts, he said to me, Anil, you need to be full of integrity when it comes to your partner. You know, it's ironic because I once told him when I first started speaking to him, I feel that I'm not in a relationship because uh, I'm a commitment phobe. And he didn't agree. He said, Anil, you do Ironman triathlons. You clearly have discipline. You clearly commit. But for some reason, you're clearly not committing to those relationships. So it's probably driven by a lack of authenticity or a lack of really listening to your heart and actually doing what's right. So almost to, to kind of wrap up, you know, I, I now appreciate in the last five years that my life, my relationships are heavily driven by me seeking context, listening, learning, understanding. And this applies both on the personal and professional level. I invite you all to consider this. How much you understand about yourself, a partner, a friend, a peer, a family member. How much you're able to process and understand a situation before you take step or action. Sometimes a situation just needs to be listened to and thought out. It doesn't need to be reacted to. What's kind of... Uh, What's, what's powerful for me from all of this is after my 35th birthday, I did set a goal. And that goal was that I really wanted to have nurturing, healthy relationships with others. I really wanted to have that with my family, with my friends, with my peers at work, and most importantly, my future partner. And whenever I've been on dates in the last couple of years, I've always said to, to them, well, why are you single? Well, it's funny, I feel like I've only woken up five years ago when I turned 35 to really what I need to do, learn and understand in order to be in a healthy relationship. I needed to give them context in order to prevent a toxic relationship from forming. I hope that this has a way to, to resonate or to relate to you. It's, it's a challenging story. And I hope that I got deep in terms of sharing certain experiences from my time with my coach or with my partner or my relationships thereafter with girlfriends or my family or my friends. I am uh, obviously doing this podcast solo, but I had an idea and I wanted to invite all of you to drop me an email, drop me a question, drop me a WhatsApp, an Instagram message. And if there's something that you want to ask me that you want me to answer or go deeper on, uh, I would love to save a podcast session in the next few weeks to actually do that. Uh, you know, almost kind of a, a solo Q&A while we're in lockdown. So again, I invite any questions, you know, uh, and I'll definitely see, do my best to, to answer them with the level of appropriate depth. 
again, I thank you all for listening. Um, sharing this with you is something that I've been wanting to do for, for quite some time now. Enjoy your week. And for myself to you, big hugs. Take care. And remember, context, it's incredibly powerful. Thank you all for listening. I am now available on Spotify or Apple Podcasts under Live, Breathe, Believe. Feel free to subscribe, uh, and that way you'll have my next podcast as soon as it releases each week. Take care, and have a great week. Big hugs.